You're listening to PlayStation Power. Uh, this is recording number two. I'm George, and he- here with me is Ollie. Hi, how are you? Thanks, sir. Thanks for coming on as a guest. Uh, no problem. I'm, I'm delighted to be here. And uh, George just mentioned that this is recording number two. And it's important to understand that the reason it's recording number oh, two no. is that I am a technical... Uh, I'm not sure how to describe this, George. Um, twat? What's the, uh, yeah, twat, yeah. I'm a technical twat. Although, uh, being as most of your uh, listeners would have heard by now, I'm not American, I'm Irish, so I pronounce that <laughs> as twat. Yeah, yeah. And you make sure you get that solid AT sound at the end. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, Greg's not here with us because, well, there's... There's a few reasons, or a couple of reasons, a couple of reasons. Uh, he's he is busy tonight, and uh, we are covering a wrestling game, so he doesn't not have too much to say on it. Um, and that's that that is quite all right. I believe he kind of liked the game. That's good. <laughs> but uh, we we are talking about SmackDown. Here Comes the Pain, a game um, that Ollie has nostalgia for, but I don't, because I actually played the game before it, um, Shut Your Mouth, uh, I played that a lot as a kid, but uh, the games are somewhat similar in a way. Um, yeah, they're they're very similar in so much as one of them is a wrestling game and the other one is a flawless wrestling game. Oh yeah, Shut Your Mouth is very flawless. Um, I just Shut really your mouth hate, is not very flawless. I just really hate how they moved on to Here Comes the Pain, and it was just a, a train wreck. Um. Uh, we may we may end up falling out over the course of the next hour or so. Is that because I talked about rolling in your own feces before this episode? <laughs> it's when you suggested that uh, SmackDown Here Comes the Pain was not a flawless game, and uh, at that point, I just said. George is dead to me. I'm really sorry, Ollie, but the truth hurts sometimes. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> anyway, this game is released in North America October 27, 2003. EU, November 7th, 2003. And, and I got it for Christmas that year. Well then, Chris- Christmas was very far away from that release date. Uh, anyway, um, and surprisingly, Japan got a release January 29th, uh, 2004. The developer is Yukes, which still develops wrestling games to this day. Um, especially for, well, just WWE, I believe. But, um, and the publisher is the now defunct THQ. Uh, we already talked about this, but the THQ, I'm not sure about the name, but I know the THQ logo was bought out by Nordic Games, who took over the um, MX versus ATV uh, franchise, and they only released one game. Technically, released one game uh, so far in the series. Uh, they did. Re- they released two, but one was a PC port of a PS2 game, which well, let's not get into that right now. <laughs> and <laughs> the other one was a um, kind of like a redo of one of the older. Um, games that THQ published, and then they added on to it, I believe. Yeah, I didn't added know new graphics um, and physics and stuff. So, I didn't know THQ was still, uh, or the the name was still going. Because uh, as I was it saying to you guys, technically yesterday, is because 
Nor Nordic Games bought... I don't know if they bought the name. I know they bought the logos. So they put the logos on their, on their products that have to pertain with the THQ properties. But I don't know if the name was bought. Yeah, that's interesting. I wonder if it's just to, uh, to keep continuity for fans. So that well, everyone's I mean, just used to the title character showing up and they're like, oh, nope, I, I know where I am. I don't remember if they put the THQ logo in the game, but they put it on like box art and stuff, I believe, which it's is nice which logo. was weird because I was like, wait, I thought THQ was defunct. And then the whole thing was like, I, I figured this out. I was like, oh, no, Nordic Games purchased the logo for some reason. And you're a know. fan of the uh, but, MX um, versus ATV games, George. Yeah, yeah, we actually talked about this a tiny, tiny bit on Facebook chat um, because I brought up one day that I was playing uh, MX Unleashed, which I found a loose... So I, I used to buy PS2 games in lots and some of them didn't come with cases. So they'd just be like wrapped in bubble wrap as loose games. And I was going through them um, a bit ago and I found it and I was like, oh shit, I never played this game. Let me pop it in. And I was like, I'm playing this game, guys. <laughs> and, I'm playing uh, this. <laughs> and then it, 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 it froze after I tried to load a thing. I don't know if it was the PS2 or if the game was slightly scratched. or I don't, I don't know. But um, back to this game. Here comes the pain. Uh, my, my thoughts on it. I, I have very positive thoughts on this game. It's just like there are issues with it. Um... But uh, before we get into thought, final thoughts <laughs> at the beginning <laughs> of the podcast, we should probably uh, talk about the game itself. So the thing is, this game is a wrestling game. You know, 2003, this is the whole... This is when WWF turned into WWE, basically. Um, yeah, they lost their court case with the World Wildlife Fund. And had to give yes. up the F. And uh, I think they, they were they ran promos at the time. I'm not sure if you watched it at the, the time, but the promos actually were WWE get the F out. And then they just I, cut off the F off the logo. I think I kind of remember that. So oh, I was I was a big fan back at uh, in 2003, and um, I used to so watch as often as I could. Yeah. So, so what's interesting about this whole thing? We'll talk about this. Um, WWF or WWE started as WWF basically in the I want to say '80s. It started as the brand, and up until 2002, um, they were using that. And then World Wildlife Foundation, I think it is. I don't know. Um, was sued them over it. And they lost the right to call it WWF, and it had to be WWE, and they changed it to World Wrestling uh, Entertainment. Um, and what's interesting about this is, the way that this works is, they are able to use their, 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 their raw footage that they have, not the show, the, the footage that is raw, um, yeah. <laughs> so pr previous uh, previous pay per views and um, TV Episodes. shows from the mid nineties. Yeah. yeah, they were able to use that footage and still have um, WWF show up. And in if you if you have the WWE network, um, you will notice that 
that that stuff is not censored. The thing is, when they put it in a new product and sell it, they cannot have anything reference the WWF. So they have to blur it out. Yeah. So they blur out the logo, or they or they edit it. It's weird. They do one of two things: they blur it out or they edit it. Um, and also, the, there is um, what game was it? I think it was 2K14. Was like the 30 years of WrestleMania. Yeah. And um, what they did was when they had when so because they were 30 years of WrestleMania is a whole mode where you're playing through like the best matches of each WrestleMania, and they're rebuilding these arenas to be accurate to the arenas that those WrestleManias took place in. And those arenas had the WW, the old WWF logo. So what they did was they just remade the WWF logo, but without the F. So it's just, it's literally just like the, the silver W's and that's yeah. it. Oh, that's very interesting. So yeah, they have to do stuff like that. And with uh, 2K16, was all this stuff about Stone Cold Steve Austin in the story mode thing, the uh, showcase mode, and they had footage from WWF, and they had to blur it out. Even even the crowd signs, everything. They had to blur it. Even, they cannot even have people bring up WWF. So, Online. Oh, what wow. they will do is, if someone's an announcing a match, they will call the WWE, and if it is a video, they will actually, um, they will censor WWF. So it will, the audio will be muted when they say WWF. And you'll notice this in the videos that they play for the Stone Cold um, showcase mode, which is really interesting. That is genuinely interesting. And I imagine it's an awful lot of work to go back and edit Probably. every single one of those every time I, I you want so, to put one you in. Have to, have to watch the content and see if anything pops up which is insane like even <sighs> crowd nightmare. signs yeah that sounds like a nightmare but anyway this game <laughs> I, this, I think that's the second time I already brought it up as this game but um, <laughs> um this flawless okay. game <laughs> yeah here comes the pain um you know, there's when you you, op you open up the main menu, um, you know, there's exhibition and there's season mode and stuff like that. And exhibition is just you're able to go and play a match just with whatever wrestlers you have unlocked and everything. And there's things like single, which is just one on one. Then there's tag, which <sighs> branches off into tag matches usually just two people on the team and you have to tag your your um yeah one one from each team at a time in the ring yeah but then there's also stuff like tornado tag where everybody fights at the same time and if somebody's pinned the whole team loses and oh and then i think i don't is elimination in this game i forget there is elimination tags in the match, yeah. Okay. You can I get do, uh, I do like both two-man and three-man tag elimination matches. Right. Um, I don't think I've ever seen this in, in a game before, in a wrestling game, but I really like um, tag matches that have like three or four teams, and then you, ta you can tag in anyone, 
Yes, that's they're fantastic. I I can't remember the last time I saw one of those. Um, I don't think that was ever on WWE. No, it's never been in a game. Uh, I remember the last one. I distinctly remember from well, that. Well, they actually was... had one. They had one recently. They had one this year. Oh um, wow! I, was see, I haven't backlash? kept up to date with. Uh, it I might have actually kept up to date with that. It might have been backlash, or maybe it was SummerSlam. It was. It was, it was. It was very recent. It was. Ver- yeah. No, it is. The only thing is, I would really like an elimination tag version of the. Um, so you'd be purposely tagging in the other guys so that they're taking the most damage. That'd and be I thought fantastic it would be f- heal tactics. <laughs> I thought it would be funny um, if like doing like a non-elimination version, but like you would be able to have um, your teammate tag in. So like, well, one one guy on one team is active, and then the other guy on the same team tags tags <laughs> in with the opponent, and then he just lays down and he just pins them. And, one, and they two, win. three, matches over. <laughs> that would be like the best storyline ever because people would be pissed off. Yeah, the best storyline or WCW 2000 level of bad storyline is probably what might <laughs> end up happening there. David Arquette might get involved. Oh no, let's not do that. Um, <laughs> So uh, on top on top of tag matches, there's also hardcore match where uh, you're able to use weapons. And there's first blood, which is I I kind of like first blood. First blood matches, if you can't tell, it's the fir- first person to make the opponent bleed, they win. And this was the first WWF game I think that featured First Blood. I mean, for the SmackDown, you or sorry, WWE for SmackDown game. game. Yeah, WWE game. <laughs> um, um, it might have been. I don't remember a First Blood match in uh, Shut Your Mouth. Yeah, I think it was so, because uh, this is the first game I distinctly go. remember being able to bleed the guy. Now you were able to cause blood in WWF No Mercy. Yes. Uh, on the N64. But I think this was the first SmackDown game that actually allowed you to do this. And uh, yeah, it was I fantastic so. at the time. And it really added a different element to the kind of title matches they could put on for you or the kind of storyline matches they could put on in season mode. So um, it made things more interesting um, and able to change things up a little bit. Uh, the only real first blood match I can remember from WWE was Kane's first world title win. Uh, when he beat Stone Cold and I still think it might have been a mistake because he dropped the title the next night yeah good times (laughs) (laughs) on top on top of that there is a bra and panties match where uh, you play as the women and you try to rip off the other women's clothes down to her bra and panties oh I believe it's known as the classy match um, because it is clearly the, the match that the classiest of us all would have played. And I was saying to George earlier, just before the, the show started, or the podcast that you started, played it all the time. <laughs> yeah, I played it all the time. <laughs> or, more accurately, in the 13 years I've owned the game and played it every single year, I play a lot, uh, quite a lot of this, and I would have tournaments with my friends. I've played a brand panties match a sum total of one time. <laughs> and that was it. So, And I, I have put easily more than a thousand hours into this game and the idea of playing a Brian Panties match just would not occur to me just I can't see it, right. it, it's not even a particularly interesting mode it's just basically you get to make the person submit twice so if you're already playing a submission match you're already pretty much doing that 
Yes, it is just like a submission match, but you have to get two submissions. Exactly. Technically speaking. Um, there is a lumberjack match, which is really dumb, uh, where <laughs> it's like a singles match with multiple managers on each side, except they are legally able to beat up the opponent if they were thrown out of the ring. Yeah, the idea of lumberjack match, I think, I think, was either a to save money on having cages. So it effectively works like a cage match where the idea is that you can't get out of the ring because as soon as you get out of the ring, you get beaten up. So it saved money in that there and just to give more people positions on the card. Um, and also it allowed for um, multi-tag uh, or large tag teams to all get involved while still maintaining a singles feud. So if you happen to be a member of the Fabulous Freebirds, um, which were a three-man tag team, uh, Michael Hayes, or sorry, I, I hope I get the names right. So one of the Freebirds could be in the ring while the other two are on the outside and they're still technically part of the match. They're still able to get involved. They're still able to do their power moves. Well, they can't get in the ring. But they, they, well, they're they not supposed to get in the ring, ring but I mean, yes. as but long as the referee did. doesn't drop the elbow, you're pretty much okay to do whatever you want. Yeah. Um, there is also cage match where uh, cage is around the ring ropes and um, you try usually the the um, the, the uh, objective of the match is to climb out but sometimes there are also um, times where you can you can pin or submit an opponent but that's not fun you want to climb out yeah climbing out is the best one um it took me a while to figure out that there are ways to make yourself climb faster uh, and that there are certain moves that leave guys on the ground for a long time. Um, uh, for example, if you were in a triple threat match and Triple H is one of the opponents, he does a match or he does a move, a submission move, a leg submission move, which he will, I think his AI is set to prioritize this particular move. So if you knock the other Great. competitor down and Triple H will come over and start doing this um, death lock uh, move, you can climb the thing at your leisure. It's like a two and a half minute animation for that move. Well, maybe not two and a half minutes, but no, a but good it's, long it's, it's time. It's one of the longer ones, yes. And you can literally just climb out at your leisure. Uh, there's another move called a running STO. And if you do a running STO and you have a, a character with relatively high speed, you can literally do one move and then climb out of the cage and escape. So it took me a while to figure these things out because I used to find I used to have great trouble with cage matches. Uh, but now, as I was saying to you last night, I think I've got to the point where uh, I can bang through a cage match in under fifteen to twenty seconds when it comes down to it. Like, yeah, some people. I, yeah. I, st I still need to get used to the game, but uh, we'll 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 see. I don't. I don't think I played a cage match in this game, um, but it is so similar to the other games that I played around it, so it's like I probably have enough knowledge on it without playing. Oh, I'd say, I'd say you would. It's, it's very similar to the SmackDown vs. Raw games that came just directly after it. Yeah, the thing is, like, when you get... When you have like a game like this the game before it and the game after it will be similar enough to you can base your knowledge off of some of it so which uh just speaking of which uh the control scheme changed 
from the control scheme where I'm sure we'll get into the control scheme in a few minutes but uh, you were saying to me that you prefer the newer control schemes the ones that allow you to uh, change your move I was going to say mid move but uh, that allows you to select your different paths using your analog stick yeah uh, and I prefer this particular control scheme because it just feels more natural to me and I just wonder if that's just because I would have played this contemporaneously and then you're coming back to it after getting experience with the other ones. Uh, I don't know. So the thing is, this this game works with grapples. It's You choose one of the four cardinal directions but, and press, was it circle to grapple? Circle, yes. Yeah. yeah, it changes from ga- from some games. From game to game, it's 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 weird. But uh, you use circle to grapple, and you use one of the four cardinal directions, and uh, and then that branches out to another uh, four grapples that you can do, and those are moves that will um, hurt the enemy. So you are like, they're they're like grapple states, I guess they're called. So like there'll be like an animation where um, uh, there's one where. The enemy kicks you, and then he kicks you again. You grab his leg. I that one's weird. Um, yeah, there's, there's one, one where they try to like punch you, and you catch their punch. Yeah, there's there's it's like stuff like that. And what you can do is you can either um, use your attack button, or you can uh, use a grapple move against them. Um, but the thing is, with some of the newer ones, um, there are quick grapples, so you grapple in. Um, the four cardinal directions, and then I think diagonals are a thing too. Um, those those will just those will just do grapple moves. But then you hold them if you want to get into one of those grapple like stances. Um, you have to hold a button and then move the thumbstick in a du- in a direction, um, and they will get into these these grapples that you could branch out into. And then they also added in you press on the thumbstick, you do submission, and they also added moves where. Um, you can grapple an opponent in a specific way, and then you have, you can move the thumbstick down, and you'll do a suplex, or you spin the thumbstick around, and you'll spin, like, an airplane spin type thing, or you can push up, and you'll just throw them on their stomach. Yeah, I like, I like that, that stuff. Um, yeah, I, I find that, um, I find that adds, it added an extra level of complexity, which... Yes, really in one way it was interesting, but I, it could just be because I had spent so much time with this and the game that came before it, and probably the games that came before that as well, that it just didn't feel like the SmackDown games to me. I understand that it's it's much more probably closer to a real-life simulation of the game, but it doesn't feel as intuitive or just face it it doesn't feel as fun to me well, and if I'm going to play a game like this here I want to be having fun right well the thing is I even told you this before that in the newer games that there are there are much more moves that you can assign and uh well I think your response was like I did can, not believe you George yeah, I thought you were lying to me yeah and then and you try playing one of the games and you're like what's he talking about and then you had to look you had to look it up because you you did not know that there was the extra grapples that you can do by holding I the I genuinely like, did not. Whoa. I was sitting there going, George, is, what are you, more moves? There's like six moves here. And then I realized, <laughs> oh, no, wait, I can do 
seven moves from this one position and five moves from this position and there are an awful lot of moves it just doesn't feel right. as intuitive to me but it, I, I, I would be lying and disingenuous if I didn't say the new games are very very good yeah I mean the thing is um, they even added in um, you're able to control like so what you can do is in especially the very modern games the right thumbstick is now used to position your opponent so let's say you throw him in you you irish whip them into the turnbuckle what you can then do is you can turn them around so that their their back is facing you or you can turn them around so that their uh, that their front is facing you you can uh move the thumbstick up and you will uh put them on top of the turnbuckle or you can pull it down and it'll put them in the tree of woe where they're hanging upside down on the turnbuckle. And that actively means that you can do more moves with the turnbuckle instead of the basic four that you can do in this game. Yeah, Is and I, I feel... It, it, there are four, yeah, if you throw somebody in the turnbuckle. But I feel like we must have a little aside here where uh, we explain what each of these terms we're using are for the non-wrestling fans listening. An Irish whip just basically means to grab them by the arm and swing them and then show them a direction so you force them to run into a direction yeah. and the turnbuckle means the corner of the ring. Uh, so you can throw them into the corner of the ring and you can climb up and do diving moves etc etc etc. Just in case there's anyone listening who isn't uh, au fait with professional wrestling. I kind of would have thought turnbuckle might have been obvious. Maybe that's just me. No, I, I, if it I wasn't for wrestling, I would, wouldn't would... know what a turnbuckle was. Okay, well, yes, a turnbuckle is basically the corner. You can take the turnbuckle cover off and throw people into it. Yeah, oh, that's my favorite thing. Oh, we didn't even finish the match types. Oh, let's go back. <laughs> There's uh, also Elimination Chamber, which um, I actually like quite a bit. It's not my favorite, but I do like a lot. So Elimination Chamber is... Um, it's a free-for-all, but the thing is, there are six literal... Six? Or is it four? There's four chambers. Two guys four start chambers. in the ring Shit, and four chambers. Yeah. So it's four chambers. I thought for some... I don't know why, but for some reason for a second I thought there was six. That's not right. There's four. Um, there's four chambers. Yes, two two, uh, two guys start off and uh, you get eliminated if you if you're pinned for a three count or um, if you if you give up from a submission or whatever um, I think knockouts too I, I like to put knockouts on in this game so I think if did you're you, knocked um, out did you figure out could you do it in season mode no and I've I figured out that you that they disable the option for knocking out until like the later Smackdown versus Raw games like for like career mode or whatever I think it is and then in like it's like stuff like 2009 and stuff I think you could turn knockouts on on that but like it's so limited on the career mode aspect at that point yeah we'll, we'll get into that when we yeah, cover one of mode. those games hmm. But uh, th this this season mode is pretty in depth. Um, but uh, elimination chamber, you get eliminated by the ways that I said, um, and people come out after a spe uh, specific time limit. So they'll count down the time 
and then a random chamber will open and the wrestler will be able to wrestle. Yeah, um, it's two minutes, I think, it's uh, in the game. Uh, yeah, it's a fantastic uh, match concept. I think I'm... They still use it to this day. They still do. I think it was invented by Triple H um, and they accredited Eric know. Bischoff with it on screen, but I think it was Triple H who invented the match. And this game is from 2003, the first... I think this is the first time that an Elimination Chamber came out. Yeah, I think it was. And I think the I think first so. actual Elimination Chamber yeah. was only a several months before this. You said it came out in October? Oh, okay. Yeah, and I think uh, the first... Something like that. Yeah, I think the first Elimination Chamber was either Survivor Series that year or the pay-per-view before Survivor Series. I think it might have been Survivor Series. Uh, I, I know Survivor Shawn Michaels Series won it. Did Survivor Series turn into Elimination Chamber pay-per-view? Uh, no, Survivor Series is still Survivor Series, I think. I, but there is an, there wait, is an Elimination Chamber thing. do they still do Survivor thing. Series? Uh, I it might not be. I, I thought maybe it was. I thought they the retired line, it, and then I thought basically Elimination Chamber was... It, it, you, may, you may be right, I, I haven't paid as much attention to um, wrestling as with, I, I have a son now, so I don't get as much time to do anything as I used to. Right. And stuff like watching WWE, and bear in mind... And you don't want to get him in, into wrestling. Oh, I'd love for him to get into <laughs> wrestling. Um, it's just when he gets too big for me to be able to handle, I don't want to be getting my ass kicked. Right, well, uh, I, th I think three is a little too young. Oh yeah, right he's now. a little bit young for it just yet. Although he does, he does he's a little bit of boisterous player. He enjoys it. Um, I, I, the other thing as well is uh, it's uh, living in Ireland. Raw and SmackDown are shown live at one o'clock in the morning. Right. Well, and, I mean, uh, I, I'm not a big DVR kind of guy. <laughs> well. Oh well. <laughs> <laughs> And uh. <laughs> uh, so the last last three types of matches. So you you can't play a Royal Rumble in this. You you can you can do a Royal Rumble um, as uh, you mean just as in a random match. Yeah. Yeah, I think you can. You okay. Can. Yeah. Powerful. So Royal 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 <laughs> Royal Rumble. <laughs> that was necessary. Royal Rumble is. Uh, Basically, it could be, what is it? I think it goes as low as 10, but can go as high as 30 wrestlers. Yeah. Um, they go into a match, and the objective is to be the last man standing. To eliminate other wrestlers, they have to go over the top rope, and if both their feet touch, um, they are eliminated. They did some pretty good angles um, with Royal Rumble, where uh, I remember one of the newer things was uh one of the wrestlers was thrown over the the ropes but he put his feet on the stairs so his back hit the floor but his feet were still laying on the stairs so uh. he was not eliminated and then there was and then and then there's older things like um and is even in this game where oh his feet touched the the floor first before mine and Oh, the uh, Royal Rumble uh, 2000 finish with uh, yeah. Big Show and The Rock. Yes. Uh, where Big Show, and there, there was no uh, TV angle which showed The Rock's feet hitting the floor. So the Big Show was able to justify saying that his feet would have to hit the floor at the angle he came out of the ring, and it would have to hit before Big Show. But the, right. the referee gave the win to The Rock. 
and he managed to uh, the, the storyline was that the Big Show managed to get himself into the Royal or the, the Wrestlemania main event from there uh, back in the old Attitude Era yes um, Hell in a Cell Hell in a Cell is kind of kind of in a way like a cage match but it's it's a huge cage that surrounds the the ring but there is space on the floor to actually walk around um, in in wrestling they're not supposed to be able to get out of the the cell but they do they they do anyway and um it's really interesting so like hell in a cell changes over the eras so like there was a hell in a cell where there was a door and all they did all they would do is like just like smash the door open the very uh, first hell in a cell um was the introduction of Kane, the wrestler, and it was Shawn Michaels versus The Undertaker, and yeah, Kane yeah. came down to the ring and just ripped the door off. It was one of the, yeah. the best introductions of a wrestler uh, of all time, and that led to uh, Shawn Michaels winning the first uh, Hell in a Cell match, which I find interesting considering that he won the first Elimination Chamber match as well. So uh, the two big match concepts are two of my favorite match concepts, and well, uh, Shawn Michaels was one of the, the first. There's there's a rumor going around that he was in bed with Vince McMahon around the, that time, I believe. <laughs> so I, I've yeah, never there, heard there, that there, rumor. There are there are little literal rumors, and there are also there's actually um, decent evidence. Like I'm not saying that I believe it, but there is decent evidence to kind of support that because they were always seen together and stuff like that around that time I, I did genuinely did not know that and, uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I am I don't completely think, I don't think that's shocked. a thing I really don't think that's a thing because there's uh, so many rumors that go around for the WWE but there is evidence that kind of supports it so uh, take wow. that for, <laughs> for what you want <laughs> um, last, last Man Standing which is it's kind of like boxing. So you beat up your opponent and the way to win is they have to be laying on the mat for 10 up to 10 seconds. So once that once the referee counts to 10 and they are still laying down, the other person wins. Yeah, for a second it's when you said it's kind of like boxing, I had this image of you thinking that boxing involved chairs and ladders and I was going what sort of boxing has George been watching <laughs> it's like boxing because if you get a 10 count <laughs> your 10 count to win yeah I just, yeah. It was, I would just it was just an image in my head of but how would you pick up a chair wearing boxing gloves what is he talking actually, about actually you could pick up a chair with boxing gloves uh, really? Devon get the tables <laughs> I can't my hands are covered in boxing gloves It's it's like um, it's it's like when they first did the TLC matches and they didn't call it TLC and it's like they put the ladders up and then they put the table on top of the two ladders like oh, I can imagine times. yeah I can imagine them just boxing on top of that and the first person <laughs> to fall and like break their neck loses. Oh man, the match concepts back in those days were that was so good extreme. and now TLC is like. Uh, ah, well, we're in but, a new uh, era. It's the the PG era. One one year it was table tables, ladders, chairs, and stairs. <laughs> <laughs> it was so stupid. 
Um, and then lastly, funny enough, uh, is the ladder match, which is kind of like a hardcore match, but to win, you have to climb a ladder and um, grab a title or was was money in the yeah, bank you, a thing you grabbed, the There was time? no money in the bank okay. back here. No. Yeah. Um, so you have to money grab in the, bank the title. I think the first money in the bank might have been at the... the well, two WrestleManias from this, so 21 would have okay. been the first money in the bank WrestleMania. All right, cool. And this is, this is the WrestleMania leading up to 19. Right, so the, there would be a WWE title hanging from the ceiling, um, and the wrestlers would try to grab the title and take it for their own, and the first person who gets it off the string or whatever it is wins the title. Yeah, and now you call it a ladder match. I like to call it a bullshit AI is taking my title off me. They put me into a four-man uh, ladder match. Ladder matches were not that great in this game. They like were. They are a they nightmare worked, to try and win in yeah. on a SmackDown difficulty. I I only played on normal because that's because I am not a masochist. <laughs> um, although I played this game, so this flawless game. Yes. This flawless game. Would you would you like to play a little game with me here? Okay. Yes. No. Yes. Yes. I will. Yeah. Okay. Um, I want you to guess the wrestlers on this roster that are dead. Oh. Um. Right off the top of my head, without a list. Yeah. Without 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 looking at anything online. Okay, uh, do you want me, should I share my computer screen so you know I'm not doing it? No, I will I will hope you do not cheat. I, I will not. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, no, I There's the two obvious. Yeah, I almost think I could go after Actually, that the three the obvious. There's the three obvious ones. Right. Uh, A-Train is still alive. Batista is still alive. Big Show is still alive. I'm actually doing this alphabetically in my head. Oh, jeez. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know it's bad. Um, I think the first person we're going to get to who's dead is Chris Benoit. Yes. Um, and then the next person we're going to get to who has died is Eddie Guerrero. Yes. Then the next person who has died on the list would be Hawk from the Road Warriors. Okay. Um, or is Hawk the one who's dead? I think Hawk is the one who's dead, so I'm going to say Hawk. Uh, Test has died. Um, I'm trying to think to see if anyone else has passed on from that list. Uh, or any of the other legends. No, I think, is that the end of it? Or do we have anyone else who's passed you're missing, on? You're missing two. I'm One missing of them two. should be obvious for you. Oh my god, I'm trying to think. Uh, <laughs> and it, when you say obvious, it's probably going to be I'm surprised you knew that Test was dead. Oh, uh, yeah, Test, I, I I really like Test. So oh, okay. Having him die, as you were saying to me last night, you, you couldn't tell him apart from, um, from Edge, really. And that's what he was. He was like a big muscular Edge. There's, a, there's an online... Um, a wrestling review called Yeah, well, that, old was, that was in WWF SmackDown that I had yeah. trouble. So, <laughs> old school reviews, or, uh, or OSW, old school wrestling, um, they have this concept of my boy or my guy. 
and uh, Tess would be my boy. Like I, I really okay. liked him as a wrestler. I genuinely can't. He died. Think of he died in two thousand nine from drug overdose. Test. Test. Yes. Yeah. Um, it was a bad time around, but the, at the same time as Eddie and uh, and Chris Benoit going. You're gonna have to remind no, me of the other two wrestlers. Earlier. That was like 2005. Yeah, but you're gonna have to remind me of who the other two wrestlers are that have passed on, and I know it's going to be obvious. Sean O'Hare. Oh, Sean. O- ah, God. That's yeah, not the obvious was, one, though. No, I was about to say that's not obvious <laughs> at all. The obvious one himself. is Roddy Piper. Oh, God. oh, I keep forgetting Roddy's in the game. <laughs> oh, um, that stinks! You have, to, uh, don't you have him. to unlock him, you see, because he's not—he's uh, not available from the very start on the roster. I can't believe I've got Rowdy Rowdy. Yeah, yeah, he died Where's recently. He, yeah, t- uh, I think it's coming up on a year, just over a year. Was it he? Oh my god! Yeah, oh, I thought it was—I <laughs> thought it was this year for some reason. Um, no, I think I think it might just be coming up on the year, but it, I mean it might have been at the very start of this year. Uh, there's yeah. one of the SmackDown vs. Raw games where uh, Teddy Long, which is the, which at the time was the GM of one of the shows, um, yeah. <laughs> he was at the time of he, this he game was like, he would have been a I'm referee. Gonna, yes, yes, he was like. Uh, he, he, there's a point in the story mode where he's like, don't worry, I'm going to call in a WWE legend to help you out. <laughs> and he's like, he was making re- like rock references and he was like, you'll smell what he's cooking. And then it was like, <laughs> and then out, like there's a, it was the, the day where this guy that's supposed to help you comes out and the limo door opens and it's Roddy Piper. <laughs> It's like the best Disappointment City. Disappointment City. He's like he's a really good wrestler. Oh, he was he was fantastic. Yeah. And he never won uh, never won a world title. Which is a shame and he well sadly never will. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Although I might actually load it up now and go and make him world champion before before I go to sleep tonight. <laughs> oh man, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to play one of the newer games and get him a title. Ah, I, I, I can't believe I forgot that Roddy's passed on. Yeah, no, it's a shame. I forget what happened. I think he had a heart attack. I, that might have been it. Because he seemed he seemed healthy enough. It, yeah, I don't and think he, he, was, he was. I don't think he was he on was drugs. He was getting semi-regular work with the WWE as well. Yes, I don't think he was on drugs or anything. No, I don't think so. He didn't look like a man who was still on drugs. No, no. Um, of course, Ultimate Warriors passed on as well. I know, like, um, not in the game. Scott Hall had a lot of problems with drugs, and uh, I think Jake the Snake. Yeah, so it's really interesting. Like, either he still lives, or he used to live with Diamond Dallas Page. Yeah, DDP Yoga. Yeah, and he he helped clean both of them up. It's really weird. Wait, I can't say DDP Yoga without going. I'm pretending I'm Chris Jericho. <laughs> Chris Jericho? More cowbell. Yeah, uh, he does it. it, it DTB Yoga has been the sponsor of his podcast for a long time. And, uh, oh, I never got to listen to cowbell thing. his podcast, and I really need to. Uh, it's very enjoyable. Uh, it, well, not to go into talking about other podcasts too often, but uh, if you're listening to it, it all depends on his guest. 
Right. Um, but it, that's I, that's like a but that's like a no nonsense chat about things. I believe. Yeah, they, they they could be chatting about anything. I mean, he he has a lot of musical guests on. Yeah. Um, he has a lot of wrestlers who were around about the same time he was. Right. I probably just really listened helps. to the wrestling episodes. Yeah. Um. For a, a very good one that I find very interesting. If you listen to uh, either of the ones he did with Triple H or any of the ones he did with Paul Heyman, you get a lot of inside information of the, the kind of stuff that was going on around about the time of SmackDown Here Comes to Pain. I would be um, afraid of listening to Triple H coming on but because I feel like it might be the whole self-promotion thing and trying to hide things. Well, not trying to hide things, but Triple, Triple H is somewhat different. He's still Triple H, but or he's yeah, still he's himself. He's worked but. with NXT. He seems to be a lot more willing to um, accept smaller guys and accept different characters. And he has been instrumental in bringing in the new wave of uh, Finn Balor, etc., etc. Yeah. Um, and he's high on AJ Styles, which is why AJ Styles is currently the WWE champion, which is something I never thought I I'd say. I heard Vince McMahon is not too happy about AJ Styles. Well, is Vince McMahon happy about anything these days? Um, <laughs> maybe the fact he's a billionaire again. <laughs> maybe, but um, you know, I have to check those out. Now, uh, this game has a season mode, um, and you a- can a flawless season mode. And you can create. I'm ignoring you. And you can create <laughs> a. Uh, you can create your own custom wrestler, or you can play as. One of the roster uh, members and go through a somewhat freeform version of your own story, basically. Um, and this game has stats attached to wrestlers, so it's kind of like an RPG in a way. Um, maybe not it is an RPG in a way, but it has RPG mechanics where there's different stats like strength, endurance, um, submission, technical. Um, things like that so you know strength more damage you do um endurance is you know your body durability uh tech uh, things th- things that aren't obvious are um is there i think it's like charisma and that one uh, helps you gain more momentum is that in that game or yeah that, that builds up builds up your your momentum meter yeah. faster um and when you just fill up like your momentum meter you get a and as yeah you get a smackdown smackdowns your finisher um, yeah, this is, you were just mentioning endurance, um, and we should have brought it up a little bit when we were talking about the gameplay. Uh, the endurance changed in this game. This was the first of the WWE SmackDown games where you were able to pinpoint uh, limbs, and you had different areas of the body that you could damage. So you could damage the head, you could damage the torso, you could damage the arms, you could damage the legs, and right. that meant that brought in a, a certain element of strategy because. If you were, for example, playing as Ric Flair, and as anyone who's a wrestling fan knows, his submission, his finishing move is the figure four leg lock, which is a leg attack. So you could pinpoint the legs and attack the legs with a good chunk of his other wrestling moves so that when you came to finally putting on the submission, you had a better chance of getting the wrestler to tap out. Um, If you were somebody who was attacking the head, you could get the head to go red, which was obviously extreme damage and you could then get them to bleed and then if you did a, a strong move on them there's a good chance you would get the pin out of it so you're able to really focus on where your damage was and the more damage you did on a single part 
the more likely you are to get your win. Um, to me, as a, a wrestling fan and a wrestling game player at the time, this was a revelation. It wasn't the first game to do it. There had been other games that had done it, but there were. this was the first game that I had played where it worked 100% in my eyes. Um, so you weaken down a body part and it made submissions easier. You weaken down a body part, a body part it makes pins easier. And then overall damage makes pins easier as well. And uh, it just allowed you to really change the style of play you were going for, which uh, is a fantastic addition. Anything that allows you to change up and allows you to um, have different characters and different wrestlers that play in different ways, I'm all for in a wrestling game. The problem is you have to remember where you assign these grapple moves or where that these grapple true. moves are assigned and um in in the newer games there are new systems like there's a uh there's a limb targeting system that you can use that have their own specific um attacks or grapples that you can use um but but yes there there's there's a strategy added to this game because you can damage somebody's legs and get them to red and then you can do a submission that wears down the legs and then they can tap out. Um, with submission moves, there are, I believe, two different three different types. Um, there's a move where you really like squeeze down on that body part and then you just and then you just let go. And that's that's a submission move where if the opponent is worn out enough they will just instantly give up then there is a move where um where um you initiate the submission and then a bar will come up and you will have to try to tap the face buttons as quickly as you can and try to get it to your side which will make them submit um and i think this one also has the uh system where the opponent has to stop, stop a little dashing line in into no, the boxes. No, that didn't. Is that, that one didn't of the come ones? until the next one. That's, okay. I think that was actually SmackDown versus Raw 2006. They brought that one in. Okay, so, um, so this one, okay, yeah, this right. has the two, the two modes. Right, so it's just um, those two. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I played. I no, played no, no, a bit of okay. 2006. Um, a few days ago, um, so I'm kind of confused. I said I, I, I only know that off the top of my head because I happen to have played this a lot. Yeah, the yes. two submission moves. If you if you target a limb and get a guy to, for example, just go with a head um, a submission. If you get a guy to red, and then put on something like a Taz mission. Now, Taz mission is an automatic um, submission, which means you have no control over it. You just lock on the move. But if the guy's head is red and you lock on that strong submission, he will automatically tap to it. And then the second one, as you said, initiates you this button mashing game. Yeah. And uh, the more damage you have done to a guy before, if you initiate, for example, the figure four leg lock and his legs are yellow, you will start with an advantage. Your The bar will start with the little dot you have to move in the center. If you start with him in red, which shows high critical damage, you'll start with it three quarters of the way towards your side, which is, yes. you know, he, you only have a short distance to go towards tapping him. And which I'm adds, very uh, good at tapping said. for some reason. Uh, you must have extremely fast fingers. I find it very difficult to tap somebody on the higher difficulty levels, even on the normal difficulty level. I'll let, uh, I'll let you in on a secret. Difficult. So what I do is... Turbo I controllers. 
No, 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 no. This is actually, this is raw power. What I do is I actually, because I know these games so well, I will know when I'm going into that submission. So I'll hit yeah. that move and then I will quickly move my two index fingers and middle fingers um, yeah. to those four face buttons, the, the X, circle, square, and triangle. I'll put those fingers on there and I'll start tapping you like crazy. Oh, so you even young by people the time, with your, uh, <laughs> you young people with your very dexterous fingers, like by the by the time that it gets to the point where the bar comes, like bar comes up, like I'm already tapping away at it, and it starts, <laughs> it just starts going and going and going. Like there are times where I will try to submit somebody who hasn't even really been damaged, and I could probably get the bar maybe halfway, depending on submission skill ouch that is some very fast button mashing well i mean i'm using those four face buttons so it's kind I of a bitch to try to submit me too <laughs> <laughs> yeah well if you're going that fast i don't know how anyone's going to submit you I, I usually either get to the i don't know if the rope mechanic was in this game but yeah, eventually the rope mechanic is yeah yeah eventually well well they have they have a thing where if you're close enough to the ropes they'll have a, a rope trigger thing or whatever in, in the middle of the bar and if you get your um, indicator there uh, you, you will get a rope break which a rope break is um, if you're trying to pin or submit somebody and they are within reach of the rope well in this in the game if they're within reach of the ropes um, it is a rope break and the opponent must uh, release the hold or I don't remember if you can hold it in this game, but in some games no, you can hold it. It's an automatic release in this one. Okay, yeah, yeah and they do that in the newer games, which in in the modern games, which sucks. They need to bring that back. But um, in some of the games you can hold it on, um, and you will be counted up to five. If you if the referee counts five, you will be disqualified, I believe. Yeah, that I was one. In, I think that was in the 2007-2008 iterations yeah. where you. They it really was in 2006 the, as well. Oh, perfect. So yeah. they, they really built up the heel versus face tactics. Yes. So you had dirty moves and clean moves. Right. And the, the thing is, in in wrestling in itself, like the live action wrestling, um, they will count They will count to five sometimes and say, come on, let him go. And then they'll let him go because they don't want to send him out for a DQ. But and, yeah, it's, and every it's now and then a wrestler like, will get four. disqualified for doing it. For, yeah, there's. No, I don't think there's ever been somebody who's. Well, maybe there was one or two, but it ne almost never happens. Uh, they'll count four, five. Come on, let him go, Kurt. Come on, Kurt Angle used to do it a lot. He used to like. Kurt used to do it. He an used awful to. Lot. Yeah, he used to push it to five, and the referee wouldn't. Because you know the re There's so much. Like I don't want to get into it now, but there is so much about a referee in live action wrestling. Oh my <laughs> you god. You mean the guys who are made out of paper? <laughs> yeah and and like they're the just it just so yeah. happens that they're out when the one guy's pinning them but then the other guy does like a finishing move on that guy and he wakes up the ref <laughs> just exactly at the right time yeah yeah or uh or one of the refs is knocked out and they're still doing the match and then a referee slides in across the ring <laughs> that's my favorite like when a referee Those just super slides. athletic referees oh my god did you um did you by any chance try to hit one of the referees in this game 
Um, not on purpose, but yes, I've hit a referee in this game. Yeah, you hit them by accident. If you actually focus on them, they will automatically block your move. So effectively, the referees become reversal machines. I see that. So if you are focused on them and you change focus on whichever, if you're in a multi-man match, or one changes your focus. So if you all one, you can focus on the ref. But if you try to actually carry out a move on him, he will block you, and he will block you every single time. And not only will he block I you... I haven't noticed if, it was every single time, but it was uh, yeah, often uh, enough. You can't, uh, you can't carry out a move when you're focused on him. You can carry out wrestling moves on him, and you can hit them. Oh, but you have okay, to be focused if you're focused on, focus on yeah. them. Okay. Yeah. So if you're focused on somebody else, you, you can do, you can hit them. That's a, a, it's a valid. Yes. So um, this, this game tech. technically doesn't play freeform. You have to target somebody. Um, yes. And it works good enough. Um, there are in the modern games, they actually, it is almost perfected to a point where you don't touch it. Like it will. It has like a, it has, it's, it's very smart, guy. kind of, it's, it's pretty smart about it. So like, if you're walking away from somebody and you're close to somebody, you will automatically target him, but it is smart enough to know that you are still attacking that guy. If somebody gets close to you, uh, oh, I don't excellent. know how to explain it, but it works. It works pretty good. There are some occasions where I've had some problems, but it, 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 it is very good. Um, but the targeting in this yeah. game works as you it would want it to. It can get quite clunky if you're in a six-man match. It is, it is clunky, um, but you it, have it to still cycle works. through all five. But I mean, once you get used to it, it's that each of the colors represents a different character. So the I don't turn the indicators on. Focusing. So it's just whoever the wrestler is looking at. I know. Oh, great! Oh, look, I, I, I like to have the indicators on because I like to go smooth, so I know exactly who I'm focused on. Yeah, I just attack whoever then. <laughs> um, so <laughs> quickly going back to the re uh, the the referees, I love this about the referees. Every time you do a tag match, and the ill the 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 uh, tag member, the team member that isn't legal, if they climb the turnbuckle, the referee will throw them, we'll throw off, them off and yep. into the ring on their back. Yeah, it it, it, it is very it. funny, especially if you're using one of the bigger guys. And, the first uh, the time I did like, it, I laughed my ass off. I was like, yeah. all right, I'm just going to climb the turnbuckle and I'm about to... Wait, why is the referee coming towards me? The referee picks you up, liter literally picks you up and throws you into the ring and you, you land on your back. It's Especially if, you're, if you are the big show or um, Brock Lesnar and you have this little puny ref like throwing you, busy gorilla pressing you over his head to throw you into the ring. Oh my god, it is it is amazing. <sighs> anyway, um oh god. I don't remember where we were. We were just talking about uh we just finished the controls game, we were about to start talking about the season and we got sidetracked talking about endurance of the wrestlers. Right. Season mode is is kind of uh freeform in a way and it's basically, you know, story mode and you can build up a story um, it is, it is based on your actions, but it is not that free. There's a lot of branching, but, uh, so you, you yeah, can play it as... branches quite a bit, but there are, yeah. there are still, um, fixed storylines that you're going to be playing through. Uh, yes. 
the, the wrestlers that you're fighting will change depending on your superstar points which is one thing we were talking about you were saying about uh, the RPG mode so there is a secondary section to the RPG mode so you build up your stats which are just your abilities um, same as you would in a regular RPG almost like leveling up and every wrestler has an overall stat so for example if you start out as Brock Lesnar you're overall 93 which means you're effectively unbeatable and um, well you're not obviously unbeatable that would be somebody at 100 and even then you could lose a match but if you start as Brock you have very high strength you have very high endurance if you start as Christian you start out at 69 69 right oh, so yeah. you start out at 69 oh yeah and you start out at 69 um, and you're able to build up his score so that you can put him into a more realistic um, uh, value so you would end up maybe getting to an overall score of 84 um, so that you have a chance against fighting the big boys um, but on top of that every time you win a match you'll have a superstar score which is the equivalent of saying how popular you are so if you're winning matches or doing stuff in the backstage elements you can increase your superstar points which then that allows you to challenge for bigger titles so if you're at a superstar level of superstar point level of 60 you can challenge for the hardcore title if you get up to a superstar level of 70 you can challenge for the hardcore title or you can challenge for the US title or the intercontinental title depending on which one it is and if you get over 85, you're eligible to challenge for the world title of whichever brand you happen to be on. That's another thing we didn't quite mention is that uh, this game, like the modern WWE at the minute, uh, has a brand split. So you've got a SmackDown side yes. and a Raw side and there's no real crossover between the two except for I think there's two storylines throughout the game which allows you a crossover. Um, so you can apply if you're on Raw you can if you're over 85 you'll go after the World Heavyweight title if That's you are old. on it is yeah it is pretty old and if you're on uh, Smackdown you'll go after the WWE title uh, and there are certain ways to glitch it to get both main titles on uh, on the other show etc but the idea is that no matter what level you're at, you are at superstar point wise, there will always be something for you to do. But the higher you go, the better the titles you can challenge for and the better the storylines are going to be. So for every month in the year, there is a storyline built in around chasing the world heavyweight title. Or if you happen to have the world heavyweight title, there's a storyline built in to defend the world heavyweight title. So there are lots of little vignettes that will come in and little storylines like this one um, I was playing as my created character once uh, the very realistic 100 overall uh, Ollie Brady character and the of computer uh, of course uh, just true to as true to life as I could I made him right. six foot two so that he was as close to my own five foot seven as possible and See, um, I don't it's weird because I kind of feel bad when I put my own height in and I'm six feet tall and then you're just like Oh yeah, I'm five foot seven, and then I don't feel so bad. <laughs> I don't mind. See, five foot seven. Like I, I grew up um, over here, where everyone's not a giant. But every single American friend I have, all seem to be six foot and six foot two. And they're going, "Really? Oh, come on, don't stop being so big, guys. Stop." Being I mean, so I big. feel five foot seven's pretty. Not pretty short, but kind of short. Five foot seven is very short. I mean, like I play sports a lot, and the vast majority of times when I step onto a soccer field or as I like to call it, a football pitch, um, I am the shortest person on the pitch. 
So, I mean, you just get used to it. What's what's the average height in uh, Ireland? Uh, it's 5'10". Oh, would okay. Be the average height for a man in I Ireland, that, and uh, I think it's that's getting kind of like it's, America. Yeah, it is getting higher as we go along. Oh, okay. Uh, in Ireland, yeah. So we're 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 getting to be a, a taller race. So you so you yeah, you are just short. I am just a short guy. I don't. <laughs> I've, I've never had any problem with it. It's the baldness that really annoys me. The baldness. Yeah, because I've started losing my hair. I'm in my mid thirties now, and I started losing. I my started hair. losing my hair, and I'm twenty two. Oh, it's not good, George. No, that's not good. Yeah, start start with the regain now. Or do, do you call it Rogaine over there? I don't know. Oh, well, it's regain it's called over here. I don't and, uh, I don't it, know anything about that. It doesn't help you. But anyway, let's go back to <laughs> Smackin' Here Goes Man. Forgetting about my shortness and my boldness. I like how you um, I like I like how you tried the product. <laughs> oh no, oh, I, I, did. Lost I, definitely did. Thing, I lost a few uh, strands of hair, I gotta try this hair growing I better, I better have a go. Um, but anyway, so I went back and if you go, I was playing as this my 100 overall character with my undefeated record and I'd never been beaten or anything like this here. Did you know one of these fake I'm having a bit of fun characters? And, yeah. uh, and they ended up having me lose to, uh, I think it was Bubba Ray Dudley. Awesome. Um, who is... Much a mediocre character. Yeah, he's much better than me in real life. He, he kicked my ass up and down the street. Well, line. no, he won. He but seems like a nice game, guy. He does seem like a nice guy. Um, <laughs> but he, uh, so he, uh, he beat me in the storyline mode, and I was raging. But when you're actually playing it through in the game, it makes sense. And you, you know, you're looking at it, he goes up and he sucks up the Vince McMahon, and Vince McMahon gives him a chance. Uh, he knows he can't actually beat you in a one-on-one fight. So somebody else comes out and attacks you pre-match and then he comes down to the ring and gets a cheap pin on you. And then the storyline is you going out for revenge and trying to regain this loss and he's getting the upper hand on you throughout the month. And as I said, so it's just a little short one month long storyline. Um, and then when you start the next month, if you're still champion, you'll have another little one month long storyline to defend the titles. And then they have other individual storylines like they've got uh, if you're a low level character and you have nothing else going on they'll give you the opportunity to have a manager and they'll assign one of the divas to you uh, depending on if you're a face they'll assign they'll give you an option of whichever face divas are on your side uh, a good guy and if you're a heel a which bad is a bad guy they'll give you the options of whatever uh, heel divas are there you were saying when you were playing your game you only had one option what's up you, you were saying when you were playing the game, um, when they offered you the chance to have a diva manager, you only had one option. Yeah, I only had Sable. Um, Mrs. Brock Lesnar. Uh, Mrs. Brock Lesnar? Yes, she's married to Brock Lesnar. Oh, she is? Yeah, in real I life. I didn't know that. I hope you were very respectful to her. The last thing you want is Big Bad Brock showing well, up. Well, I was very respectful to her. She just didn't like my <laughs> yeah. type of respect. Yeah, she, I, I keep. I always forget that storyline. She offers you uh, some pie, and the game gives you the option of staring at her body. I didn't do or that. Asking her or asking her what pie she was talking I about. I didn't do that. <laughs> oh, I always look away. Always. <laughs> You're a married man. Yeah, of course. Yeah, back when I was a younger man, even I always even <laughs> even six six foot tall. <laughs> <laughs> Ollie Brady, overall 100. Even six foot tall Ollie Brady, he's, he was a one-woman guy. 
But um, yeah, so as I said, each of the months has its own little storyline that goes with it. And then around about September, you get an option to go in to join a faction, which means that you can create a little stable for yourself with two or three other wrestlers. Um, or you can go as a solo wrestler. Now, this is a pro tip. If you are starting off and you're a low-level character, if you go as a single wrestler and turn down the faction storyline, uh, the next month Vince McMahon will come out and give you a chance to uh, shake his hand. Now, if you shake his hand, or sorry, if you refuse to shake his hand, you walk away, you get into a feud with Vince, which ends in um, a cell match at Bad Blood, or it might go on the Survivor Series. If you shake his hand, you can get to be WWE Champion or World Heavyweight Champion by the Survivor Series pay-per-view. So it's the quickest and easiest way to get a low-level character up to World Heavyweight Champion status. So the thing is, I created the faction and... Oh, who did who did I have? I think I had Goldberg. Yeah, Goldberg, Goldberg was one of the newer members, but I started off with uh, Roddy Piper... And then we, and then Sean O'Hare was like, "I want to join." And I was like, "I guess, <laughs> sure." And then, and then it was like, "Goldberg, do you want to be part of this faction?" He's like, "I'm sorry, but I, I'm not interested." And then he was attacked, and then I went to save him, and he was like, "Okay, I'm joining." So then we had a tag team match, <laughs> and Goldberg wrecked everybody, and we won. Of course, because he's Goldberg. Um, you were talking yeah. about stats. The highest, the highest stat you can have for strength is ten. But I am almost certain that hidden somewhere in the game, Goldberg and Brock Lesnar have power stats or strength stats of like 12 or 13. I don't know. Because when they give you a power move, you take damage. Like you take a lot of damage. And they must have some sort of extra strength in there. So having Goldberg in your team is like having instant win if you're fighting most guys. So I have to ask with this game, does it do the thing of whatever weight class you're in like the different the different caps you have for your stats yes. or do all of them go to 10 oh no you can go to 10 so you can take Rey Mysterio and you can end up with 100 overall and still be a lightweight yeah but can can like strength be 10 strength and... strength can go up to 10 okay so um, they changed they changed it in um, the newer games where it is based on your your uh, weight class so if you're like super heavyweight like your speed can only go up to like seven or so or six or something like that oh i get you but your strength like can go up to 10 yeah yeah stuff like that i don't so it I didn't think seem, a lot of it didn't seem a like lot of boxing were, games have that yeah it didn't seem like it went like this for this game it seems like you could put everything to 10 yep you could literally go up to 10 as long as you keep playing you'll keep building up your uh your exp points because you can technically um, in the uh, in the other games you can still technically you can still be a, an overall of a hundred but that just means that you hit the stat caps for each your, of the cases yeah yeah for your for your wrestlers well so, in this one yeah. 100 means that you have 10 10, 10 10 10 yeah. 10 um the one thing i will say about this game is this was the first game where characters had meaningful differences between um, between them in terms of stats and I think in later games the, that kind of went away because I, I remember picking up um, I think it was WW12 right WWE12 had John Cena on the cover and 
I remember starting to play a game. Actually, it was Miz. Randy Orton who was on the cover. Oh, was it Randy Orton? That, that's yes. actually that is the one. So yes. I was playing. Uh, <laughs> I was playing that version of the game, and the Miz had a starting stat of eighty. I think he's like overall. a seventy something. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Is like in this the version of the game I had, it was like, why is he this high? There's no way he should be this high. And it, I think Edge might have been still in the game, and he was like 89 overall. And obviously John Cena was like 99 overall or whatever John Cena Five is. Five or something like that. Yeah, uh, um, shoved down your throat, whatever it was. But um, <laughs> uh, as I was playing, I was there going like, there's like at that stage, there's no real difference. I mean, if you're once you get above eighty, you might as well be the same as everybody else at that point. Whereas SmackDown, here comes the pain. It felt different because you did have lots of wrestlers who were sixty-nine. You had guys who were sixty. You had uh, you were playing as Ultimo Dragon. You might be down as low as sixty-three. I'm um, sure Chavo Guerrero, etc. You could be sixty-five. Who they're low-level characters, so therefore they have low-level stats and that made a real difference to the game to me it's like these guys aren't as good and therefore they shouldn't be as I mean, highly ranked as the other ones it still feels like there's a difference in those newer games too oh, I haven't put in it's as just many like, it's hours it's always them, like, like popularity basically so I think around that time Miz was getting some kind of a push and that's probably why he was in the 80s yeah he would have been the world champion at that stage maybe that was the year was that the year The Rock came back and uh Helped him to beat Cena in in the main event. I thought that was oh, thirteen. Was that maybe, yeah. I thought that, that was might have been thirteen. I knew it was around oh, about that know. time. I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, my son was born, so I I don't remember either. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember getting much sleep at all back those days. Oh man, that sounds like fun. That's ah, not too bad. You get used to it. Sleep <laughs> is overrated. Uh, sure. <laughs> Sleep is necessary. Yeah, it is pretty much is. <laughs> um, right, so that's season mode. Um, yeah, but uh, the thing. Yeah, hold on, yeah. hold on, hold on. Uh, flawless we have to, season we have mode. To, we have to talk about the problems here where I feel like there are parts in the story where you were supposed to lose, so they ramp up the AI in dif- difficulty where the AI will do three moves on you and then you are basically almost at the critical point. Uh, it's not yeah, three. I've never had that it's happen like to me, George. Five. I'm just too good. Just Bullshit. too good. And then they reverse almost <laughs> everything. Because there are multiple matches that I had with Undertaker. And there there was like... It was like one of the first times I fought him. Like, I beat him. But just barely because my stats were low. And then as I was progressing, I had like more matches with him. And he would reverse almost everything I did. And he would, he would throw like two or three finishers at me within minutes. And it was. No, I'd ridiculous. like to try and claim that that's very clever AI where they've it's not. mastered your technique it's and not. he's watching you and they're progressing it, but it they probably just, isn't. It's artificial difficulty they added it to it. It probably is artificial like difficulty. Yeah, the, the, it's the, probably the same thing they put in the FIFA games and Madden games where every now and then they just decide you're losing a match and you don't have much of an option. Um, stupid. Yeah, uh, speaking of storyline, you went through uh, a story with your own created wrestler, didn't you? Yes. Uh, through the season? I did not finish the and, season mode, but yes. But I believe you won the Royal Rumble. I did. Which which I was very impressed with. I, did, I didn't think you were going to win it because I remember you telling me you just finished well, the, the thing uh, is, Armageddon I, pay-per-view. There was, there, was, there was a match before where whoever won, they were able to select their position at the Royal Rumble, and I chose 25 because I'm smart. 
<laughs> I think that's a heal move, isn't it? That's a heal move to uh, 25? I, it's not necessarily a heal move. It, 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 I think the general gist of it is that um, you're selecting it. Uh, and if you happen to be a heal, the the manager or the uh, the guy, the person running it will be face and you'll get booed for picking it. But if you're a face, you'll get cheered for picking it. So it just oh, okay. depends on what they, they decide forget, you want to I think do. I got cheered for it, but I don't think I'm a face. I don't know. I don't know. Well, you might have got, it might have just been, it depends on what show you're on. If, if Vince McMahon was against you, you're always automatically the default face. Because oh. he is the default heel. Uh, yeah, I think he's against me. Yeah. Yeah. He is. So if, if Vince um, McMahon's against you, it doesn't matter how bad you are, you will still technically be the face, um, <laughs> yes. which is... So. Which is why if you pull heel moves after the match, after you finish a game in this game, you have the option to attack or show respect to somebody uh, or just to celebrate on your own. Uh, and if you are a face and you're facing against somebody who's a heel, even if you select a heel move, which is to attack somebody, you will get cheered by the crowd. The thing which, is, um, though, when every time I fun. chose to attack, I always lost and I was being attacked. That's because your superstar points are very low. Oh, so when, are, if your when, superstar is, when, points, my, when are my attacks effective? Uh, if you have a superstar level of, say, 55, as your superstar points are 55, and the other guy is, I think it's up to 10 points above you, or in your region, you will be able to attack him. If he goes above 10 points stronger than you or higher than you on the superstar level, um, you will get countered and blocked. Um, and it can happen to just about anybody. I remember playing as Brock and I had been playing as someone else before, so you get the chance to carry over stats, etc. Right. And uh, if you play for a second season, so for example, if you won 60 matches in your first game and you beat Brock in 50 of them, his superstar points level will come down, and at the start of the next season, he'll have very low superstar points. So you play as Brock Lesnar, and you try to attack somebody. And, and I try to attack somebody, and Brock Lesnar is the strongest character in the game, but at that stage, he was down at 70s, I think, for superstar points. I tried to attack Stone Cold, who was at 92 or 93 superstar points, and he blocked me and did an, um, a, su or a stunner on me. So even though I was using the strongest character in the game, it's all to do with just superstar points as to whether or not you get blocked. Right, and that that that's and just one of those things you figure out while you're playing along. Yeah, and you can also go and talk to wrestlers if they are in specific areas, and if you mm -hmm. choose the wrong thing, you lose superstar points for no reason. Yeah, so well, it, it, the the idea is that um, you you can either get punked out by them or you can show respect to them. So it's it's kind of like a little dialogue option. Um, so you will start the conversation and say, for example, you might start a conversation with Goldberg and you might tell Goldberg, uh, I'm looking for a strong ally. And if he doesn't think you're strong, he will punk you out and he'll say, no, Goldberg only hangs with the best and you lose a superstar point. If you're in that option and it says, um, it gives you the option of saying, uh, I need a strong ally or it gives you the option of saying, how are you? then if you just ask him how he is, there will be another dialogue option where you get the chance to actually make a superstar point by showing him respect or having him show you respect. Right. So there are different ways to win and lose on each of those things. There are some which are fixed that you'll always lose. Which and there are stupid. some which are fixed where you'll always win. Um, for example, like if you're going to talk to Vince, 
the only way to pick up superstar points is for him to put you in a backstage brawl and you have to beat the two characters in the backstage brawl uh, which is, you know, not fun, especially, um, I think you have an issue with the AI in certain parts of the backstage involving a motorcycle. Yeah, so the AI likes to always go on the motorcycle, drive around, ram you, and pick you up and drag you around, and it, you have to, uh, I don't even know, it's just like they randomly <laughs> just get bored of the motorcycle and get off, so... You you can knock them off. You can, but it it's is, not easy. It's it's not easy. Um, so in, in a situation like that, there you you can also move between the backstage areas. Yeah, that's so why I, I just off the top run of my head, into there are the five backstage areas, including um, you can go out to Times Square and you can climb up on top of the Times Square and get up in a helicopter and all this sort of stuff. It's a, they're interesting things. Um, to just add a little element if you happen to be playing a hardcore match or a false count anywhere match but, and that's that's basic that's basically the game yeah I, that's this might want to be the deepest dives we've ever done on this podcast <laughs> especially considering the recording that we did last night um, that got all <laughs> yes up. where we, we we tended to go on quite a lot of tangents <laughs> It was still fun. It was still fun. <laughs> um, this was a lot more, uh, a lot more sedentary, and I think it involved less swearing. What are you fucking talking about? <laughs> oh, fuck you, mate. <laughs> you fuck know, you, uh, say? Did you see that? Did you see that? Did you see what I accidentally did there? Without even thinking about it, as soon as I went to swear, I slipped into an English accent. All right, mate. Go fuck yourself. I don't know why I do it. It's like unintentionally, I won't say it in an Irish accent. Is that a bad thing? I don't know. I think maybe it means I'm slightly. Uh, that means I'm slightly you want to be British. You want to be British. Hello, hello, hello. You want to be British whenever this, you then? whenever you swear. When I swear, yeah. Oh fuck. Oh fuck me. Oh my god. <laughs> Anyway, that's uh, just revenge for the potato famine. Yeah, sure. <laughs> All right then. Um, <laughs> oh, there is one last thing I want to say before we go on. Is sure. uh, the roster for this was huge? It's pretty. At the time, it is pretty big. And uh, and the, the, it because of the my own affinity with the that era of wrestling. Um, I think it might actually have just one of the best, strongest wrestlers in terms of or rosters in terms of characters. Although you I were mean, saying last night that the new ones are very good as well. WWE 2K17 will have the biggest roster in in wrestling games history. Oh wow! Yes, it is bigger than even Fire two, Pro Wrestling D. Probably uh, 2K 2K16 had a really good amount of wrestlers. Um, even even the legends or the the older wrestlers, um, they had a bunch of them, and then they added more with DLC. Like they had a big boss man, and so and you were so saying forth. they're coming. That game um, is coming to PC as 2K, well. Yeah, two K seventeen will have the biggest, at least in in WWE games history, the biggest roster um, ever, and it's. I think the list is out there online and it is just insane. Oh wow. Yeah. I might actually pick up one 
new for the first time in a long time. Well, you're gonna have to get a new, a new generation console. That's true. I will have to finally um, spring for a PlayStation Four. I can't see myself buying an Xbox One. Yeah, no, I really, that's I really weird. Want to play Bloodborne. That's weird for somebody in the UK to say that. Usually, that, that we would. Usually, people go after like Xbox, but they they tend to be quite they tend to be cheaper over here and um, really? two consoles and that's a that's a big the PS4 was point. much cheaper over here when it first came out was it really yeah it was well yeah it was a hundred bucks cheaper oh wow well that's a huge difference yeah yeah I mean at a hundred bucks I I'm was, almost a hundred percent certain I'd be getting the PlayStation 4 yeah it was it was, it was 400 when it came out here and the Xbox was 500 which is yeah, I think um, which is a a great thing. I think the PS2 was cheaper too when it first came out. Yeah, PlayStation 2 over here when it first released was 350 euros, which is you know relatively expensive. Yeah. The Xbox One, or sorry, the Xbox, not the, the Xbox original, One, original Xbox. Xbox. I think that was sub 300. But I, I it's it's so long since really? I got one. I, I can't so I, I never I never had an Xbox when it first came out. So I. Have no idea. I got mine for like twenty bucks, and then it turned out to be. Well, I have a bunch of Xboxes, but the last one I bought turned out to be like modded. So. Oh, nice. Yeah. And did you did you play did you play many games on the Xbox? Um, I I have a good amount of games. I don't have as many games as I do on PS2, where I have tubs and tubs and tubs of <laughs> games, but. And you were buying them. I can't, That's not a joke. I can send them in, you in slipcases. I can show you pictures later. Well, most of the games I have are in case, in box. So I can I can show you later. I have tons of PS2 games. Okay, listeners, you heard this first. He is volunteering <laughs> to send me photographs afterwards. I'm a little bit nervous I about this. I don't want your photographs. <laughs> <laughs> I nearly, oh my god, I nearly started singing a, um, a Nickelback song. No! Oh. Don't! Oh, thank god. I, I stopped myself just in time. Yeah, I sang probably the best song that has a photograph in it. Yes, you did. Probably. Um, unless there's a Chris DeBerg song out there with, <laughs> with photograph. I don't it. know what you're talking about. Uh, neither do I. <laughs> <laughs> Good old Chris. Anyway. Lady in red. Shut up, Chris. <laughs> um, okay, so do you yeah, want to give your give overall verdict uh, of the game? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 a good game. Um, like how I like to kind of rate the game is by pricing, and we <laughs> we talked about this last night. I've seen copies go from five ninety five loose. Uh, to seventy six dollars plus three fifty shipping, three three dollars fifty cents shipping, and even so, after a day after hearing that, I cannot believe anyone would pay seventy six dollars. So that was one. And selling. I love this game. That was one selling. I would not pay seventy six dollars. Yeah, and then the selling before the selling below that was like fifty six, and then it was like forty. So the the medium price for this game is like ten to twenty bucks, but I've seen it sold for five ninety five to seventy six. And 
after I realized that we were going to be doing this game, um, I took out my copy and put it in the PlayStation 2 and it froze at the second pay-per-view. So I went down to the local GameStop and picked it up for two euros, which is the equivalent of two dollars, like 40 cents or something. So you have GameStops over there? We have GameStops over here. And they, yeah. s- yes. they sell older games on the shelves? Yeah, you That's have, um, at the weird. minute, GameStops, uh, GameStop has just come to the end, or maybe has already finished with PlayStation 2 games, but it will have PlayStation 3 and Xbox games, tons and tons so, of those. Um, over then here we have another, in the US, yeah. Uh, over here in the US, I'm sorry, there's lag, so if I ever talk over you, it's probably because I thought you were done talking. No, no, it's okay, it's no problem. <laughs> um, so rude. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, the thing is, uh, GameStop over here does not sell older games in stores, but they do it through their website. All right. So anything older than um, Xbox 360 is online. They. So the thing is, like, you should never buy older games from GameStop unless it's like at the store and they're charging you like two bucks. Because at the store, yeah. you can see the condition in it that it's in, and it's probably cheaper that way anyway. But um, GameStop Online is like, they have a stock image of the game, and then like you never know if the sticker is messed up, or like, you know, pertaining to like cartridges and stuff, and sometimes the prices are just too much, and... So I usually stay away from GameStop even for new games. Like, I'll yeah, go to Amazon. Have- if I want to get we a have new a game. second um, we have a second range of shops called CEX, which um, stands for Computer and Entertainment Exchange. Right. But everyone just calls it the Sex Shop CEX. Oh, I love it. And, I want um, to move to Ireland yeah. now. <laughs> exactly. So you can go down to Sex Shop and you can buy PlayStation games, PlayStation Two games. You can buy original Xbox games, Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty games. They'll do DVDs stuff like that there in the shop do you have game and then over also, there in ireland or no uh we used to have game i haven't i i think games might all be defunct we um it's the same as hmv you've gone from ireland now as well and um, huh. that was another big chain store uh electronics boutique is gone and um, yeah. Virgin mega stores are well, gone eb, EB is gone. owned by gamestop um ah. eb still functions in some places in the u.s but um there are more and more cases of them closing down because they are literally GameStops with a different name. Um, they yeah. were functioning a lot in Canada because there was no GameStop, so it was just EB over there. And then mm-hmm. GameStop finally started changing EB into the brand of GameStop. But they they have been the same store for um, a few years. Well, a little longer than a few years now. I did not know that. I didn't realize that they were the same. Yeah. the same overall. And company. they also that would explain why they disappeared quickly here. Right. They also bought out. I don't. I don't think that was. This was a company you had over there. But uh, we used to have a chain called Funko Land, um, and they uh, were no, bought we out by GameStop. Didn't have Funko. In I want to say the early two thousands or something like that. So oh, wow. and the thing is, Funko Land had the magazine uh, Game Informer, and when GameStop bought them out, they it uh, now they own it <laughs> so game informer has been around for a while yeah game informers you can you can actually buy the magazine over here yeah yeah um you'd have to get it it'd be in a specialist shop so for example uh, any irish listeners out there uh, you you pick it up in easton's but you're not going to pick it up in your local news agents and 
Asians would be our specialty or large. I don't uh, think you could do that either. I think you only get them from GameStops and subscriptions from GameStop. <laughs> oh, fantastic. So, yeah. I think. Um, I know it used to be the, on, like, newsstands and stuff. The only games magazine I was ever a subscriber to was coincidentally called PlayStation Power. <laughs> and it was yeah. a, a British-only uh, British magazine. Somebody was, was telling me about that, and I did not know. I was not aware of that being a thing. Yeah, it was back in the day. It was. Um, I'm assuming it was a riff on the old Nintendo Power magazine. I guess. And a lot of the guys who worked on it, I, I'm not sure if this, I, I'm assuming it's over in the States. Um, there's a magazine called Games TM. And uh, Games TM, a lot of the guys who work on that, a lot of the writers, the staff writers, would have been PlayStation Power staff writers back in the day. It's a it's a quality magazine. It's like Edge, the magazine. Oh, okay. Do you, do you guys have Edge? Yeah, I think it's, so. So it's, it's like a gaming magazine aimed at adults yeah. as opposed to aimed at teenagers. It's supposed to be edgy. Edgy. I just uh, the waveform that showed up on Audacity when I just said "edgy" uh, looks like an F15. So I, I well want to say it all the time. Well then. Anyway, so if you can find this game for, I'd say I'd probably pay up to twenty bucks for this game. Um. Oh yeah, if you can get it for twenty yeah, it's, bucks, it's it's, it's, it's a good a game for the price. Very fun game. Now I've been making jokes about it being flawless. I've been saying that it's it's the best wrestling game I've ever played. It's the second night I keep hearing flawless. <laughs> it has issues. It if does. you can get over those issues, and if you happen to be, for example, if you are a man in your mid thirty fives or a lady in your mid thirty fives who happens to be a wrestling fan, you will. And I, I can't see how you would not enjoy this game. It is. It will have classic storylines that you're used to it will have the wrestlers you're used to and it has a kind of fast fun arcadey style um, quality to the gameplay which is very endearing um, so I enjoy it I'm not going to actually say it's flawless but it is a very good wrestling game and it is one of the top tier wrestling games I've ever played it's flawful so I would highly recommend it it's flawful <laughs> yes <laughs> it's not flawless it's flawful uh, yeah. How do I how do I undisable it? <laughs> that is a reference to my lack of ability in computers, where um, I had to disable something earlier, and then I needed to re-enable it or just enable it, and I had I asked George. So how do I go about undisabling this? <laughs> Um, as that laughter he is doing right now is real because he's just sitting there going this man is a disaster as he uses a broken computer after last night using a computer that had Windows Vista on it <laughs> and didn't even realise yeah, it was Windows Vista problems. until George, George saw a screenshot and says are you using Windows Vista? well <laughs> it was so weird because um, you shared your screen on Skype and the first thing that I noticed wasn't that it was Windows Vista, is that the image was really just fucked up streaming into me. <laughs> like, it was like, um... Oh, it was like... It was like diagonally stretched out, and it was like in black and white, and it was like a duplicate image, and... Like, what the fuck is going on here? And then I noticed it was uh, Windows Vista. And then you said to yourself, What sort of technology do they have in Ireland? Powered by potatoes. <laughs> 
It's like, is he ha is his hamster like trying to run on the wheel <laughs> while it's dying? Like, what's going run on? Run faster, Willy! Run faster! Whoa, I said hamster. Yeah, I, I call my hamster Willy. Then what do you call your Willy? Uh, I call it Jeff. Oh, okay. <laughs> anyway. Hi, my name is Jeff. <laughs> anyway. Um, I think that's it. <laughs> yeah, I think we're done. I think we're, we've come to the end. We've, uh, we've, we've pushed it out. An end of an era. I mean, what? Yeah, it was good. Oh, thanks very much. Uh, this has been brilliant, George. I think uh, we covered the game in much greater detail. <laughs> I will try I will try to get some clips out of our failed <laughs> attempt. Oh well the failed attempt was failed. <laughs> if we could find I, I we should have mentioned Greg a bit more. Yeah, I mean the thing is, it went pretty well for a while and then it just the issues just arise, so ah, too many issues. Anyway, thanks for listening. Uh, we have a Patreon if you would like to back us. Um, that is patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash theboxfort, T-H-E-B-O-X-F-O-R-T. Uh, we have a bunch of goals on there. Like, uh, one of them is a Pokemon retrospective that Greg and I will do on, uh, I guess we're just going to put that on the Boxfort um, podcast. And I really want to do that because there's a lot of games and Greg has experience with like none of them, but he agreed to do it. So uh, that will be fun. And uh, what else is there? I there's, believe there's, there's, a, a, there's, an there's an Engage a related uh, I think one. There's one where I will play Engage games. Yes, yes. Um, so there's stuff like that. And and we have a decent amount of reward tiers. Um, so don't, don't you fret. Um, if you think about supporting us, please look at the page. Um, we are on iTunes, Google Play, and uh, Stitcher. So there's a few places that you find us, but it's also on uh, my website, which is theboxfort.net, T-H-E-B-O-X-F-O-R-T.net. That's basically where the podcasts are being hosted, but there is basically a landing page that we have that is tedboxfort.com. T-E-H-B-O-X-F-O-R-T.com. And that is not finished, but... It's, it's somewhere. It is somewhere in space. Um, we have a Facebook group. You can look up uh, PlayStation Power. You should be able to find it. You can find me on Twitter at Mr. Chief at M-I-S-T-U-R-C-H-E-E-F. Um, and sometimes I stream on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Mr. Chief, spelled the same way. Um, and eventually we, or I, or whatever, somebody... Somebody will go on my Mixler account and stream things. Mixler is kind of like Twitch, but with audio. So it's like internet radio oh, when people that talk, great. in a way. Um, it's M-I-X-L-R dot com slash Derpkin, D-E-R-P-K-I-T-T-E-N. Or you could just go on Tiboxword.com and um, it, the player, the Mixler player is on there. I think that's about it for me. Um, Ollie, where can we find you other than the garbage uh, you can, can you live in? <laughs> oh, thanks very much. <laughs> You're welcome. Garbage can known as Sligo in County Ireland, in, uh, County Sligo in Ireland. Sure. Um, <laughs> I, I don't really, I, I don't really do much more than this here. I just happen to be a fan of the show and I got talking to Greg and uh, we happened to be talking about games and I said I'm a big fan of wrestling and uh, wrestling games and 
he said that uh, you were also a big fan of wrestling gaming and invited me on to talk about it. So I'm delighted. This is, I was going to say this is the first podcast I've ever done, but this is the second podcast I've ever done because I did one last night and then somehow managed to make a big pile of errors that <laughs> led to it not recording. Yeah, or, something happened. Or something not working particularly well. We'll, we'll get that out as an extra. It may have been the greatest of all time I've heard. And yeah, flawless, it's a, it's a flawless was, was was used an awful lot to describe my performance. Oh yeah. Um, but other than that, there I'm just I'm on Facebook. My name is Ollie Brady. Uh, I tend not to be on quite a lot, but if anyone wants to do, feel free to send me a message and chat away. I love meeting new people and and having conversations about computer games, etc. Uh, I'd love to be back on some other time. He if means you want video to talk games. Video, yeah, computer games, video games. I do come <laughs> from from Europe. Uh, uh, let me see. Um, I the think UK. The U- well, no, I'm not from the UK. The UK is infamous. I am from for, Ireland. Uh, oh, yes, place. yes, yes. You're from the Republic of Ireland. Don't mention the war. Uh, which I didn't say one. anything about a war. <laughs> Thank God. Um, um, yeah, and I hope to be back. Uh, I think yeah. we mentioned last night that I might go on the SNES podcast to force George to play Earthworm Jim 2. Oh, no. <laughs> I know you love the platformers, George. Uh, we talked about we talked about this last night. <laughs> uh, it, uh, it is a genuinely funny and witty game if you're into that kind of uh, humor. We'll see. <laughs> we will. Um, and thanks very much for allowing me to come on. And thanks very much for putting up with all of hey, my technical foibles. Goodbye. Um, does that look okay as it is at the minute? What's up? Did, does everything look okay with your waveforms on your side? Yeah, why? Uh, I'm just making sure. I'm just well, I'm just exporting this audio and saving it, and it's George too. Well, I'm not done with the podcast yet. Oh, are we? Oh, sorry. I thought that's what you meant when you said we're done. <laughs> well, uh, well, yeah. Well, I've stopped at this. There's point, a bunch so. of stuff I still need to cover. Okay. Well. You keep going, uh, and uh, w- 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 if you could cut this bit out where I looked and sound like a complete <laughs> idiot, that would be fun. Um, or feel free to leave it in, mind. <laughs>